and gentlemen, it's time for the main event. Welcome everybody to Monk If You Love Wrestling Podcast. Introducing first. From someplace far away, he is very nice, very evil, CJ. Being accompanied by his best friend from wherever, Rain, whatever, Freshly Squeeze, T-B-C. Who's next? He is a Hollywood hunk. Spence? And now, the best in the Welcome to Honk If You Love Wrestling Podcast with myself, Mr. Rizzo, Spence, TBZ, and CJ in the house. Going to talk about some professional wrestling, the subjective art form of professional wrestling. Did I say that Almost. twice? I don't know. Almost. You almost oh. had it. That Got was it. Awesome. One of these times I'm going to get my own intro correct. But yes, yes. Practice yes. makes perfect. Get back yes, out there. Yeah, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. So the four of us, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff in wrestling for this week. Uh, one thing that we're going to start off right away, uh, which is some unfortunate news, uh, was the passing of a great wrestler, a uh, very influential Japanese wrestler of Antonio Inoki, who passed away at the age of 79. Um, and I'm not going to go crazy into like a big history lesson about, about this gentleman. I'm going to do some, some very little little bits of history for what he went through. If you want to do like a really you know uh, deep dive, I believe Wrestle Talk podcast did a lot of uh, his particular uh, accolades. Um, but hey, well, hey, Rizzo, hey. you're you're yeah. right. For better or for worse, Antonio Noki was a wrestling legend. Um, at the end of the day, he fought some of the greatest matches. He also produced some of the greatest matches um, from all Japan wrestling to New Japan wrestling. Um, I know they had their, their, their struggles and everything like that, but Antonio Noki was just a great, great fucking wrestling icon, and it sucks. Yes, it, it was very unfortunate that he passed. I know, I, I just want to get into some of the things that I knew about him. Um, it, it's rough. It's, I, I don't know. I, I kind of lost my words. My dog's messing with my feet here. Sorry. I'm trying to do a nice... <laughs> Uh, no, the dude chopped every human being. He chopped Compose every yourself, human being. He was a tough. He was a tough man. He he was a really really tough human being, and he didn't take shit from any anybody. I mean, I think uh, it's so worth noting too. Shit from anybody. I think it's he worth also, noting too. His standoff with uh, Muhammad Ali is something yes, that, that legends are made of. Like, thank you for pulling me back and trying to center myself. That is what I was going to briefly touch on: is the fact that <clears> in 1976. He had a match with Muhammad Ali, which had some really, really weird rules. They weren't really public. Um, it was a bad match at the time, from what I read. The, the crowd kind of threw stuff at the at the match. It didn't end well, but it was somewhat looked at as the precursor to MMA. Um, so yeah. it, it kind of went for there. It was that was 1976, but that's not really what I want to focus on. From what I know of Antonio Inoki, and, and t- in 1976 he had the match with uh, uh, Muhammad Ali. And then later on in his professional wrestling career in 1995, he had what was called the collision in Korea where the couple matches with Ric Flair, big matches. But no, 
1978. Maybe, maybe he won the belt. Maybe he didn't. We're not sure. They but... mentioned that on uh, on WWE programming this week that it was a uh, not recognized title. Yes, there was something else he did. But in 1978, he was in a movie, and when I found out that he was in this movie that I had our I had seen before, but I I, I had to go back and rewatch, and that was that Antonio Inoki was in Bad News Bears coming to Japan. So I rewatched the movie, and as someone who really wants, I aspires to a, a, a movie podcast, um, I enjoyed trying to write notes for this, but this was a terrible movie. I felt uncomfortable, and I, it doesn't hold up, and it was not good. You sound like you have an idea about this movie. Uh, yes. I was I was laughing because I thought Rizzo was going to say, as someone who aspires to be like Walter Matthau, and oh, no. I was like, yeah, that checks out. Whoa, <laughs> so. no, thank you. No, no, no. No, no. Oh, wait, Listen, no, I'm thinking Walter White. I'll be Walter Matthau. Yes, I'll be Walter <laughs> Matthau. Yeah. No, Rizzo, let me ask you a question. Um, and, and the reason I didn't want to bring up Muhammad Ali, because I wasn't sure. Uh, also, the great Aoki, was that uh, an, another match that Antonio Noki no-sold? Uh, am I mistaken? Um d- Giant man. He was talking about the and match Tony- and how he had done other matches with other people. There was a uh, a great Anoki versus Antonio. That's, that's the, yeah, about? that's the one that I'm talking about. Where um, he decided to no sell, and Antonio Anoki was like, "I am way tougher than you. What are you doing right now?" And he kicked him until he was like non-responsive. Antonio Anoki yeah, face in, and then uh, uh, they they just ended the match with he was a bloody face. Antonio Noki was like, look, if you're not going to be part of the show, I'm just going to beat your ass on live TV. That's just how we're going to do it. But, but yeah, God that's bless soul. But Antonio I Noki. the Bad News Bears. Because, like, it was the best part of the whole movie. Was the fact that the story in the show is that he is trying to have a wrestling match that will have enough publicity that he can have a rematch with Muhammad Ali. So that's the story that they're telling in the movie. And it's, then, it's brilliant. Long story short, the manager of the Bad News Bears is in the ring against this guy. And the Bad News Bears, who are all dressed in their uniforms, don't like that their manager is getting beat up. So they jump in the ring and all try to go after Anoki. And he beats the crap out of all what, of the, the Bears. What is Anoki going to so do? He's going to beat so those kids fun. up. Yes, it, it it, it's it was similar to Anakin Skywalker, sort of no. like that's kind of the vibe I got. Like he destroyed these kids; they did not have a chance. And it was the best part of the movie. It was so much fun. Um, it was just a great, great movie. It sold stuff. It, it, it like I don't know. It was it was fun. Um, so yeah, that's that was what I I went back in and rewatched some an old movie of uh, Bad News Bears of Japan with Anoki. Uh, it was lots of fun. Um, so that's that's what I want to remember about Inoki, the the really cool, fun stuff that he did, and the greatness that he did for he was the founder of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, so yeah, that's just some of the stuff that we'll touch on with the with the great influential wrestler. God uh, rest the awful man's soul. Yeah, <laughs> another thing I want to touch on before we get hardcore into the wrestling that we watched this week is how last week I completely skipped over the fact that one of the po- guys in the podcast. Uh, CJ lives in the path of the hurricane in Fort Myers, and I just assumed that he was going to be okay. I don't know why we just he's going to not die in the path of the hurricane. 
So I'm glad that everything is fine. He had power. We're able to record, but we I just glossed over it, and I'm just happy that you're good. And let's just see how else you're doing. Everything good at the house? I'm a dirty South Buffalo kid. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm gonna make it work. Um, one of my former students called me Master Splinter, and he said, (laughs) "You're a dirty rat. No matter what, you're wise. You're always gonna make shit work." And that's kind of how it happened. And it wasn't too bad here. Um, uh, at one point, I, I looked outside of my apartment, and there was a palm tree that was bent at a way that I did an angle that I didn't feel comfortable with. So I just kind of went back inside. Aside from that, no, there was no flooding um, around me, but there was a street shark in Fort Myers which I was so jealous of. I wanted to fight that street shark. It would have been so cool. Now, when you say uh, the street sharks, uh, are you talking Ripster? You talking Streaks? You talking Big Slam? Talking Streaks? No, no, Streaks. Just dirty. I think he was wearing jeans, like jean shorts that were ripped uh, off. Okay, okay. Can yeah, it was a, a uh, fucking rampage. Drop real quick. Anyone got commercial of it? Real quick. I don't know. I had a Street Sharks folder when I was like in eighth grade. And the thing was, my family couldn't afford other folders. So I had to pretend like Street Sharks at that point was really cool. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, I, I thought they were Jawsome. And we I still think Street that. Street Shark themed wrestler. I mean, Big Slam Ooh is a name that basically um, lends itself um, to the um, ring. Um, um, come on. <laughs> have a Do I have to say it? So I have to say it? <laughs> CJ, someone say it. Really? Do it. Do it. Shark Boy? Oh, man. Oh. Not from TNA. No, <laughs> no. Let me ask you a question. Uh, sorry, Spence. My my bad. Um, I'll edit that out. Spence, you fucking saw that. You, know, you know what? Don't, don't edit it out. Bleep it. Make it sound like you You checked out Rampage this week. Two edits now. Florida was a yeah. Rampage. You checked out Rampage. What did you see on Rampage? Was there anything of note? Yeah. That you-, you know, I thought I, Rampage has been doing, it's been kind of weird lately. Um, Rampage has been really good lately. And I think that that, that is weird. From, I, listen, <laughs> Rampage was, was definitely the B show. I think it still is the B show. Um, but it's been really good lately. And I think that comes from AEW trying to recenter themselves and reestablish themselves post the fallout from All Out. Um, especially in the wake of the acclaimed winning the <clears throat> tag champs at uh, Grand Slam, we had a first their first defense, which was a three way defense with Private Party butchering the blade and the acclaimed. Real fun match. Always great to see those three teams kind of going at it, going back and forth. There was a lot of action going on. There's a cool story being told right now between Private Party, uh, Matt Hardy, and the Andrade family office about whether or not they're going to stick around. And I think that this really lended a lot to that story as well. It was great to see Caster and Bowens, you know, get the heroes welcome in Philadelphia. Uh, it was great to see them. Obviously, they retained. I don't think anyone thought they were going to lose it to either of those two teams. 
my only complaint in it is that the butcher and the blade are really cool and they rule and i wish that they would not job out to so many people i get why they do it they're big men and if you can beat them it makes you look stronger but uh that's great also buffalo shout out uh in his opening rap uh Uh, Max Caster did reference the demise of Buffalo hard rock band every time I die. Uh, so uh, rest in peace, he did. Um, Shit other, on them. He sure did, yeah. I would I would like to see more out of the Butcher and the Blade. It, it, they are kind of feeling like mid-card jobbers. I don't know how much of that was when they first joined AEW that they had to balance uh, their AEW schedule with Andy the Butcher's... Uh, touring schedule with every time I die. But now that that doesn't exist, I don't know if that's just like, oh, maybe they're just like, yeah, we're good being enhancement talent. No, I, I couldn't really imagine that. Gone in a great transformation in a year. His body has definitely slimmed down, looking a lot more Braun Strowman-ish, if that makes any sense. <laughs> and I think he's just still really green in the ring. So we'll see what happens down the road with the Butcher and the tag team division. Yeah, uh, and also, uh, this is completely off topic, but speaking of movie podcasts, uh, I believe The Blade announced that he's starting his own film podcast this week, so I think it's called Ooh. A Slice of Film. Oh, but, yeah. Him and, uh, wonder what film? Uh, uh, I know he's a big, uh, from watching uh, the my, my favorite wrestler vlog, which doesn't exist anymore, Evil Uno's blog, I know that... Uh, Rip. I know that was the best one, but I know that The the Blade is a big horror guy. Yeah, him, and, him and the stuff. bunny really like... Uh, Puppet Master films. I so. watched some of them with Puppet my daughter Master, a couple wow. months back. Those were kind of fun. Uh, no, living, no, guys. Living, living puppet movies fuck my shit up, so no, I have not seen any of those, and nor will I. So, <laughs> Living puppet <laughs> movies are always great, but also, speaking of living puppets, um, <laughs> Alexa Bliss and a little bit of The White Rabbit, which we'll talk about in a moment. I just kind of want to slam through SmackDown a little bit. Oh, actually, um, Shay, so look- I... Uh, CJ, I got a couple hey, yeah. more things for Rampage. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Just real quick, I'm going to go this. Um, Andrade and 10 set up a match for this week's uh, Rampage, which is a career versus mask match, which, if you've been paying attention to the dirt sheets, has a little bit of layers to it because it seems like Andrade not so happy in AEW. Is this hey, their way of, of hey, giving Spence, him a way out? Um, also, I've, I'm not mistaken. That match got <laughs> called off. Well, I know that something happened tonight, and I'll let you guys talk about it during the uh, the Dynamite part, but the other person that was a part of that altercation was on Dynamite tonight, so I don't know how true some of those things are. I know that the TMZ report got deleted, so who knows what, what's really happening with that. Everything is true. Yeah. Um, I will say, listen, I'll just come out and say it. I think Sammy Guevara is the king this year of fuck around and find out. All right, today we're going to talk about how we can find out and how much we can find out and what it takes to get there. Maybe maybe dude should 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 stop running his mouth. Um, <laughs> and this is why Spence is the best on the podcast. <laughs> I fucking love him. Uh, one other, one other, actually, I got two other notes. Uh, three, technically. One, I got to give it up. My man, the hunk, went out, Philadelphia, got himself dude some said shit. Two did shit television, something that Chucky Taylor only wishes he could do. But the Hunk's <laughs> doing it in the middle of the ring. Um, Silver Roosh was a fun match. I, I I love all of that. If Andrade is bouncing from AEW, I'm glad that Roosh signed long term because I think Roosh is a lot of fun to watch. And finally, uh, we talk a lot amongst all of ourselves about the women's division in AEW and Rampage this week. I want to I want to turn it all over to you. I think we saw a glimpse at the future of the women's division on Rampage. It's not Soraya. 
I think Willow Nightingale is your new mega baby face women's women's champion coming is up. She got, it, ooh. I, 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 I'll I, ask I, that later. Well, I know she's facing off against Jade Cargill. I think that might be her. She'll, I, I don't think she's going to be the one to dethrone Jade Cargill. I don't think Cargill is going to lose. She's either going to lose at 40 or the, she's going to go to 50. And I, I don't know what it's going to be yet. It's going to, we'll, we'll see that when it happens. But I think Willow Nightingale has it. The crowd is behind her. She's a lot of fun to watch in the ring. Every time she's out there, she gets better. She's she's got kind of like an early Bailey vibe to her, which is really fun. But also like she's her own thing. Uh, I am gonna say I don't know if we do this here, but Willow Nightingale is Spence's wrestler to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's very fair. And one of my wrestlers, just in general, to watch. Um, she had a very good segment on AEW. I'm excited to talk about. She, yeah, she did. I'm she, just snout the honk on her for this one. Oh. oh man, but you know what? Honestly, <laughs> a wrestler to watch that I'm really upset about because I pushed it off and I said eh, maybe not. Uh, La Knight, Max Dupree Ooh. coming out, and he is back to who he was. Uh, not yet. He's he's working. He's there. He he's his he name broke is up the Maxim and Mal models at the end of that segment. Um, that's yeah, this week. So it's yeah. next week. He, he will be He'll LA Knight. Uh, uh, well, I- if if you take a look at the WWE roster page, LA Knight is back on the roster, hmm. and uh, Max Dupree is not. So can I speaking of the maximum speaking of the maximum male models? Can I can I point out one thing that I love about uh, SmackDown in particular, Kevin Owens? Kevin Owens is so goddamn funny. The way he walked past, really pumped his thing, saw the maximum male models trying to break the Canadian record for longest pose, just gave them a little tip of. Now you gotta you gotta hold your arm up higher for it to count, and then kept rolling forward. Understand the man's a comic genius. I I love him well, to death. And he's in his best life right now. Kevin Owens Joe, come on the podcast. <laughs> Joe Joe, the, the the best point happened after. I agree with you, but the mm-hmm. best part about Kevin Owens happened after when he saw Sami Zayn. He looked at well, his shirt that said honorary use. Go ahead, take it from here, buddy. Oh no no please I I think I think you've got it. But I I love the little. The breadcrumbs are dropping with Sammy and Kevin. I mean, they have such a history together, and I think it's cool that it looks like we're on that trajectory as slow as it's going to be to get back to it. You need a new yeah, shirt. He says, yeah, he says you need a new shirt. And, you know, it's just, like you said, breadcrumbs, where it's like mm-hmm. Jey Uso and Sami Zayn, they have that, like, during that match, they had that little issue. They have that animosity where it's going to spoil over eventually, but I don't know. I'm enjoying the ride. I think I'm really, I'm really liking it. I think it's with, a lot of fun. The other thing to remember too is now that Gargano is on the main roster. Gargano Owens, back when he was Steen and uh, Sami Zayn, along with some luchador named El Generico, who I believe retired to Mexico to take care of orphans. Uh, they all I think were, so. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what happened. He, I think he died. He might have died. But anyway. I, they were all on the circuit in PWG together, so that could be kind of like a cool little reunion amongst all of them later on down the line. Maybe something at Mania. Who knows? I mean, that's that's extremely possible. And you know what? Uh, one other thing I want to mention about SmackDown. The only other thing, because there was some other stuff that happened, and yeah, we can hit it, but the White Rabbit, it's just getting to a point where I've stopped caring so much. Now, Tony Rizzo, you guys might have mentioned it in the last podcast. You're like, just give me the payoff. Give me the payoff. 
And I was still eating at those breadcrumbs. I was still, ah, I was so about it. And at this point, I'm like, okay, there's too much. And it's all pointing to one direction. We know where that's going. Um, and I just, ah, give me extreme rules. I those extreme rules, baby. Yeah, that was my, my sentiment, I think, before was not so much that I didn't like what we were seeing, not so much that I thought it was bad, but I knew that we were in the middle of the third act and I wanted us, well, not the second act, and I wanted us to get to the third act, and I knew when the third act was starting. We're just yeah. assuming that the next elevation or the next part of the story is Extreme Rules, and there's not much to say or think about until then. And yeah, that's yeah. That's, I think we're all on the same page now. See, I, I maybe I'm still traumatized from the old Vince booking of WWE because there's still a part of me that's worried that the reveal of the White Rabbit is going to be like Eric Redbeard with a scary rabbit puppet from Spirit Halloween walking down in Extreme Rules, and not what we all think. Are you, it is. Are you talking about a, like a spider in a cage type of thing? You know, maybe, maybe hypothetically a spider in a cage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are really like- high right now. It's going to be. They almost can't. They almost can do this wrong. It almost can be Bray Wyatt, and we can still be disappointed. That's how hot it is at a certain point right now. I think if it is Bray, it's important to remember. Does anyone remember right before the Fiend showed up, or excuse me, right before uh, Firefly Funhouse Bray showed up for the first time? They did this kind of White Rabbit thing that was it was the the uh, ba ba the Mercy the the Vulture puppet in a box just showed up in a smoky thing. And everyone thought it was the dumbest thing in the world. They thought it was going to be garbage. They hated it. And then once the first Firefly Funhouse segment happened, everyone was like, no, this rules. This is one of the most unique things to happen. So it's entirely possible that this could be a really cool lead up to a lame thing. Or we could be like, we're done with this is boring. And then the minute it snaps in, we could all be in again. We could, it could go over real easy. I liked how uh, I was listening to Wrestle Talk. They were like, if it's not Bray Wyatt, I'm going to be mad. And guys, it, it just, that's mean, how I feel about it right now. It's so obvious that it's him that trying to play it up as somebody else would be almost a disappointment at, at this point. Let's be fair. The only thing that is drawing people to the Extreme Rules card. I mean, there are some really great matches. I love the card. It's one is of the Extreme Rules, of course. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's only get to quote Spence. They're only getting more extreme every These year. Rules You're don't get right. more extreme than this. <laughs> and I hope we get to talk about that. But at this point, like, I want to see Bray Wyatt. I want to see what the payoff is. Maybe even it's not him yet. Um. I don't think that Riddle versus Seth Rollins is going to make me spend my money to watch the pay-per-view. It's well, rabbit idea. I don't know about that. Because I mean, that's kind of, I'm kind of excited for that match. Well, I'll tell me too, about that. I'm here for the fight pit. You, you got to remember too, pit. that the, the addition of Daniel, is it Cormier? I don't know how to pronounce his last name. As Cormier. Cormier. Yeah. As your ref is going to draw in people who aren't necessarily wrestling fans to be like, Oh, it looks like they're doing an MMA thing. I should check that out. Well, it's going to happen to that crowd. Yeah. I didn't see as much of raw as I should have. Like I kind of glanced over it as a little bit. Um, what'd you catch on that? Because I, I think that the riddle in Seth Rollins animosity is big, but I mean, what else was on there? Well, the segment itself during Raw was whatever. But the idea of this match, I was saying it since Clash at the Castle, the rivalry between Seth and Riddle feel more like a 
hell in a cell kind of match, you know, just the kind of energy that was with it. And it almost felt like juxtaposed to the clash at the castle kind of motif. Well, it's about time because it really did feel personal. Like these two guys are going to actually beat the shit out of each other. Right. You know, speaking of it being personal, uh, CJ, that promo on raw where they kind of went off of each other. I thought it was really interesting that, Riddle kept it to, oh, Rollins, you're not as successful as your wife. And Rollins went, hey, Riddle, you can't, you don't have custody of your kids anymore. Boy, that escalated quickly. It reminded me of that Seinfeld joke where uh, George Costanza goes, I slept with your wife. And someone's like, oh, my God, his wife's in a coma. (laughs) (laughs) Like, dude, why are you making that joke? Wow. Except Seth didn't have any feelings. He was like, yeah, I know. Mm -hmm. You're going to need whoa whoa as <laughs> yeah, like, into your soul you're like i don't it's because of the implication it's it's the implication <laughs> it's because of the implication <laughs> but uh i'm excited has wwe ever had a fight pit match before because the promo made it sound like this has happened in the past and i think it was referring to nxt but yeah. it just made it seem like it was kind of like hell in the cell or war games. It's like, yeah, we have this. I'm was, like, this is the first time you're doing this match. What are you talking about? Was I Raw was Underground not promo. just a giant fight pit? I was told there was a promo, but I didn't see it. And if they showed images of the match, the oh, match they did. They showed the structure. They showed was, schematics. It looks blueprints. Champa versus Riddle or um, Riddle Timothy Thatcher. And the way that the cage was Thatch set camp? up, and it, what was that? Thatch, Thatch camp, yeah. Thatch yeah. Camp. That, the way that the match took him to camp. <laughs> the cage was in the ring, yeah, inside the ropes, and there then are no ropes. on top of it, there was like a walkway around the fence. That's still there, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like you were able to get up on top of that and throw. So that's going to look vi- pretty cool with a large crowd, but. When they did it last time, it was also during the pandemic with no crowd. So this is going to be different. We're going to see because there was a there's a guy wearing all black with the camera in the ring doing the thing with them. So we'll see if that visually is going to be taken away if they do that the same way. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just during that time they were showing it. That's how that's when they were like, you know, talking it up. They were all like, oh, WWE's patented fight pin. I'm like, <laughs> this is the first one you've made. I, okay. But yeah, we all remember the it. numerous fight pit matches that have happened over the years. <laughs> yeah. No need just, to re- recall them. We just all remember. She'll get it for you. It's like Ken Shamrock was kind of, <laughs> no, forget that. No, it wasn't a thing. No, just forget about remember that. Remember WWE's brawl for all? Well, we've brought it into the fight pit. <laughs> no. Well, the, Jesus, Lord, can we, not, can we not do that right now? Yes, we're not doing that. We're talking about the we not for all right now. Uh, Dear Lord. Well, I believe said he had an opinion about this promo. Well, that was that was, was my thought like, on the promo was was I thought it was interesting how Riddle kept it to typical wrestling promo and Rollins went directly for the throat with yeah. the personal attacks. And I think that's really interesting right now from like a, a a wrestling universe standpoint because it's those personal attacks and those personal digs are the same things over in AEW that started the the real life heat between Punk and Hangman and that Rollins is throwing out stuff like that in these things. I don't know if it's intentional. I don't know if it's like a call over to like look, we can do it here and still act professional kind of fuck you thing, but yeah. it's an interesting there's an interesting dichotomy there. 
Uh, oh, there's been a lot of parallels. Didn't see the promo um, last time when they did something, which like they kind of made it where they blurred the lines of between what was real and what wasn't. Was that uh, Seth's like demeanor completely changed when he went to that side of just going that deep? Because he said to him in the other promo a long time ago, "Hey, you know why? Because your um, your wife left you and your kids are gone because." She doesn't want to your bitch ass anymore. He said that to him. It's pretty then, fucked up. <laughs> so in this time, is that how it went? Did he like was all goofy and all as I call him? I just think of the same person. I think him and Damon Targaryen are the same person. Like what? Damon is essence of Seth Rollins, and Seth Rollins is the essence. I don't know who's who. They're just what? the same person on screen. But like, I- I'm not sure if he changed his demeanor from being laughing and smiling to. Yo, I'm going to F you up now. I, I didn't watch what? it, so is that kind of how it went, or no? Uh, kind of. I mean, I will be honest, I, uh, the beginning of that little promo meeting what? face-to-face was something that I wasn't paying a lot of attention to. I was dealing with my son and, and kind of putting him down, but once they started talking, what? got my thing, but his his uh, his his demeanor definitely was more serious than Z- what it Z- normally is. Z- what? TBZ being subtle for what? one of the first times I can think of. So Wait, go what? ahead, Tony. This is great transition, and I know what you want to talk about. So just run with it, buddy. It WWE Universe, hear me out. You're on notice, and you got to cut these what chants. I'm uh, trying Jade, not to. To quote Jade Cargill, do they need to cut the shit, Tony? Yes, we exactly need to do that. We are now naming the WWE Universe Tony in this scenario. Like it happened It happened during two promos during Raw. And like, yeah, maybe I'm not fully understanding these what chants, but I get it. It's You're like, okay, let's wrap this up. You know, it's the, uh, the Oscar clock that you turn on. You're just like, wrap it up. Let's go. Because I swear, I've seen the universe just like... The minute somebody opens their mouth, they're just like, what? And it's like, the man, they didn't even start. You didn't even give them a chance. You're already throwing what's out there. Like, getting a little too saucy out there, universe, huh? It's especially bad whenever they do it to someone with an accent. Like, it happened to Finn a lot this time. And it's like, no, it feels racist, guys. Finn was one of them that they (laughs) threw out for. (laughs) Bailey was the second. TBC, you're particularly pointing out the WWE universe. Is that correct? That's correct. I'd like to point out that the reason I think that there's a difference between that is I think that there's a lot more of a casual audience that goes to the show that remembers some of the old style. the And they don't watch the product every every week, every month. They barely know, hey, I know that guy. And then just when some random person is talking that they don't know the story, they don't care about, they just go, what? Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. what? Well, and it- there's just a lot more of those people. At WWE, then to AEW. There's just that's all. That's as much as I'm getting at. Yeah. To that, I say you won't learn if you don't let them talk because they're giving you the story and you're running over it. Just shut up for a minute. Just just give it a chance. It is always lame. It is always lame when a crowd goes into business for themselves. Like there's been some really bad episodes of like (laughs) any wrestling where the crowd is like trying to be the third character in the ring. It's like, look, I'm on TV, ma. Yeah. Hey. One thing that was really cool is when there is a wrestler that can take a promo that they're normally getting drowned out and steal the crowd back, it shows how good they are on the mic. So, but I hate that. I hate it. I just want them to go. I just, yeah. Mm-hmm. But speaking of hating things, Jay Uso. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. 
<laughs> hate someone more than Jay Uso and Sammy. And I think during Raw, they, it, they're really leaning into it. Um, they had a promo where uh, it was like Sammy and Jimmy were hanging out and they were both talking. Uh, and, and like Jay like comes up to them. And they pull that like he told the joke and they're laughing and he's like, hey, what's what's so funny? He's like, ah, don't worry about it. It's it's cool. And then like he's kind of like, all right, well, cut the shit. We got it. We got a match tonight. We got to be serious and whatnot. It's just like, dude, they're just hanging out. They're ready. You know, like no need to get rude with it. It's so it's- cool. There's such a fun partnership. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Like I love Sammy with the Usos. You know, you've got, you know, you got Jimmy, who's the, the, you're the, the first uh, connection to the group. You know, they're the, they're the best bros and they're throwing down and whatnot. I don't know. Saying the other day, uh, how it feels like that kid that they hang out to mock. Mm-hmm. That's making me wonder. I just don't know if Jimmy's being genuine to Sammy. And I'm just like, <laughs> I, I, I want it to be of- real though. It's so, uh, there's it feels a part of genuine. me that, that you want like, it. That, that thinks that it's genuine, but is it also that Sammy is naturally a very charismatic person? Like when he was a He's, face, he was a beloved what, face. So is he turning them around? And is is Jay right? Is it like why are you all trusting this man? He's garbage. Like I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Yeah. Sammy <laughs> <laughs> Zane. Right Sammy Zane will get over no matter what he does. Mm-hmm. No matter whether he's El Generico or Feuding. Wait, no, Sammy. no. Uh, uh, excuse me, uh, uh, CJ. Those are two different people. El Generico did go to Mexico to. I did look it up to help the orphans in Tijuana, and then he was killed by the cartel. So the El Generico is dead. Dear yeah, Lord, I don't, I don't know. The, I don't know the, wow, the relationship take the... between the two of them. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry well, to bring Sammy Zayn's best buddy. I mean, that's 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 awful. But I, I mean, mean, listen, he's he's had a little bit. The hairs along the long beard. He's going through some stuff. No, but he's super charismatic and. I mean, to be fair, like, we all kind of had some acting background with all of us. And, like, his emotions, his facial expressions, like, the way that he presents himself is just so beautiful. Like, you want to root for him. You love him. Yeah. No, he's... I honestly think Sami Zayn is one of the best wrestlers, and I'm going to shudder to say this, sports entertainers to ever do it. Is the man... But the man... Can I hear it? Can I hear it? Sports! entertainers (laughs) entertainers <laughs> i don't need but to like, fucking you, dub that no we're not gonna dub that, that was perfect uh, yeah exactly. that was amazing yeah uh he 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 Great really magic is in the house to, he knows how to do both <laughs> things he's amazing in the ring and he does all of the character work that like you need he's i think he's one of the best and like it's such a shame that and i hate to harp back on this now that i'm getting back into wwe after time away but it sucks that during the Vince years, he was so overlooked. Like, how much more Sami Zayn stuff could we have had like we're having now? It's just, he was overlooked for a long time. I mean, mm. he had his he had his feuds and his, you know, little bitty bouts. But at the end of the day, yeah, I mean, he got squashed by Braun Strowman a million times mm-hmm. over and over again. So The whole Bobby Lashley hey. and his sisters thing, like... Come yeah, on. that was yeah. bad. A fun tidbit about Sammy this week, just to go back to SmackDown real quick. During uh, that tag match with Sammy, Sammy Solo, Ricochet, and Madcap, mm-hmm. they mentioned that uh, Sammy tweeted at Rashiki yep. saying, You have four sons now. <laughs> Rikishi, goddammit. I know you just kind of misspoke, but it's Rikishi. I can't let that one go. Sorry. <laughs> it was Rikishi. He did. Um, but Sammy's just been great, man. And, uh, 
Yeah, Sam, Sammy, I think, is have is doing... And granted, I didn't see his first NXT run. Everything I've heard is that that's, like, the stuff of Legends, his, yeah, same. his belt run and things like that. But, like, he's doing kind of like Roman right now, the work of his career. Like, he's nailing well, it, and I'm excited to see what happens next. I would agree. The character work of his career, he put on a five-star match against Shinsuke Nakamura um, on Nakamura's debut. Uh, mm-hmm. He He's an insanely good wrestler. He does what he's told to do. He gets in a ring and gets put under a mousetrap by Johnny Knoxville. That's what he was told to do, so he did it. And it was kind of fun and captivating. You know, mm-hmm. so Sammy yeah, Zayn. That, that, jack, that, jack, that jackass match at WrestleMania was way better than it had any right to be. It's true. I hate yeah. to say that. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, yeah. <laughs> I also just... remember him having a great ladder match, I think, with uh, KO at one of the Manias. Mm-hmm. Nice. Not, and also, that was the first. That's how I got into wrestling, was him and KO. And their how he got started in NXT and um, their match together with their first there. So yeah, he, great. R- Rizzo, you know how I got into wrestling is watching Liv Morgan. All right, I watched oh. Liv Morgan, and I said that this woman is going to beat that was Ronda a, Rousey. That was a terrible transition. No, it was, that was the a best terrible transition. transition. No, before. Say, yeah. okay. Last I have thing. one thing to say about Liv Morgan. And wait, wait, move wait. On. This is nice. wait, wait, Rizzo, hold on. TBZ, what you got? Oh, about Sammy? Uh, I, I was just going to say, that in response to Joe saying where, where we're going with this, I think we're going to see uh, a split happening because during uh, Solo Satoa's match against Dawkins, um, Sammy and Jay collectively actually cost Solo a pinfall. Mm-hmm. Uh Sammy starts talking with the ref after a move and then Jay hops up and starts yelling at Sammy being like, yo, get the, get back, man. Stop, you know, messing with him. Let him take, I got this. He's always doing this. Like, I got this, man. You don't need to do this. I'm going to do what you're doing right now. It's really weird, but, uh, you know, just playing up that hatred for him. But, uh, but yeah, and that caught, it didn't cost him the match. He still won, which was kind of weird, but it still played it up as a distraction and that it's, well, you know, it, I could, I had this match already. I think I had him down for almost like an eight count because, me, had, but the ref was distracted. Let me ask you, gentlemen, do you think it's going to be a, uh, a Sami Zayn turn to like the dark side, like turning, or do you think it's going to be something kind of you know symbiotic, like you know? I mean, gonna, I think are, it's going to be the, a long are the haul. Bloodline, the heels in this. I was always in the assumption that that is the dark side. They're the the mafia, the you know running the yeah. thing. So it's him it's turning going against to him. KO. Yeah, not. yeah. I think that things got legs, and I think that we really shouldn't even think about how it's going to end at this point. We really should just kind of let let's go for the ride because no, not how it's ending. Get well, thrown here's, out. here's the thing. Like, get... well, I just meant that there's so many different ways that it can happen of him getting thrown out, him leaving. Somebody else, mm-hmm. like I just don't know, but it's confusing. Great, so I'm like, just gonna not care about how it's going to end and just watch it play out. His relationship with Jimmy, his relationship with Solo, it's just so it's many, very confusing. So many things. It it I, it could be. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was gonna, gonna say no, no. Like I was gonna say, it could be a million things. Like they have so many options to to take this, and it's mm-hmm. it's just captivating. I like watching it. Yep. I want to just point out one thing uh, about the bloodline, then I, I'll leave it at that with Sami Zayn, is that the Sami Zayn stuff and the bloodline has made me 
forget that Roman Reigns, the head of the table, is a part-timer now. He was not on this. He wasn't on this week's SmackDown. Okay, well, and, and Joe, yet- something something that did not make me forget. I'm sorry. Something that did not make me forget that Roman Reigns was not on the table uh, was the Extreme Rules card. Um, he's not on the pay per view. Mm-hmm. What's the I, event? I think- I think that's fair. I think it's fair to, to kind of say, hey, if you unified the titles and that title better be on. Granted, there is still one more show. There's one more SmackDown before Extreme Rules. It's Do you entirely there's not a chance they put Roman Reigns on the card. He's going to uh, fight his next fight like in a month Jetta? and a half. Are you talking about the glorious uh, city of Jeddah in the wonderful nation of Saudi Arabia? Yes, a, the a utopia of futuristic proportions. But I think I heard, I heard some I whispers. In the nation is speculating. The nation. <laughs> the nation. Was that my nation my, I, I totally forgot about the, the already match that he has. So I don't look at him as missing the card. I'm looking at it as like, well, no, I'm, I have a bigger card over here. I, I'm not, not like that. I, I sort of understand your point of like, how is it not uh, not in the match? But as us That's complaining about AEW pacing issues it, with other pay-per-views, paper this match is all, this card's only going to have like five or six matches, and we're going to be happy with how long it is. You're right. And this card's not this card. This card is fucking spectacular mm-hmm. compared to last year's card. It is insanely good, but it's missing a main event. Sorry, Spence. I no, I, I was just going to say. There's the 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 unified okay. uh, universal heavyweight title isn't being defended, and the United States Championship is also not being defended at Extreme Rules. And I think that there is something to be said about like, well, maybe not every belt needs to be defended because there are a lot of great matches here that don't have a belt as the main stakes for it. Like uh, Rollins Riddle, there's no belt there. Um, but I do say if you're going to unify your ma- your your major belt. It's Actually, be featured. To be they fair, if we're going to do some extreme rules speculation, the first match that I'm actually entirely interested in. What do you think about Rollins versus Riddle in a fight pit? I think the match is going to be great. Um, you know, the the structure looks cool. Uh, it's it's unique. It's their first time doing this, despite what they say. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and there's a lot of storyline behind this. Like I said, they're, they've got heat going. Those promos are really... Honestly, this is going on for a little bit longer than I expected. Can we um, talk about the fight pit match again with Seth? And- oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. At Extreme Rules. Uh, Anyone I, I, else got a prediction? Yeah, yeah can ref. I make... Oh, sorry. No, I was I saying, can I make a wild... TBZ, I didn't mean to cut off your prediction. I, I no, just go, go. We got yeah. other thing, anything other than what you were going with. That's... Uh, yeah. I was say, I got a wild prediction about that match in particular. This is a, this is my uh, entry into the nation of speculation. Uh, I believe that's going to be it's going to be a wonky finish because I think uh, Cormier is going to cost Riddle the match so that they can pair off at Crown Jewel because an MMA guy versus a WWE guy screams a Crown Jewel match, uh, and I think this is your way to set that up. Yeah, I think that's where we're going. Mm-hmm. I think that's exactly how we're getting. I don't it's know fair. what the chicanery will be, but I I think the uh, has always talked about wanting to go in WWE, and this is the slight transition, and we'll see what we get to him being in a match. So, yeah, we shall it, see. Is it going to be a mainstay, you think? He'll probably do what Tyson Fury does, just show up for the big bucks. Well, it's not like a guy like that 
you have to think in the past, guys would have to like, hey, I'm going to transition careers. Well, this guy's a made man. He's made millions of dollars. He's making more millions of dollars as an announcer. So, yeah, I can work for a couple years. I mean, but he's not going to be like, he's not going to work the house shows. Mm-hmm. You know like you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's going to put in his time in the gym. And You're not going to see him on main events. But he's not being a you, – you know, it, it, he's already put in his time. He doesn't need to no. work that hard. No, and he doesn't have to be afraid. He doesn't have to be afraid like somebody like Ronda Rousey in this Extreme Here Rules we match. Here we go. <laughs> Morgan. Can I, can I throw – can I make one Wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. I'm taking control of this real quick. Oh, We're going to talk quick. about the match, and then after the match, I have a statement about what we talked about last week on Liv Morgan. So oh no! I have I have it. a thing about I have a thing about Ronda Rousey. This has nothing to do with her match or her setup like that. I just listen. I do not agree with a lot of Ronda Rousey's politics uh, and her let's say questioning of events <laughs> that definitely happened. Um, but <laughs> oh I I want to give I want to give credit where credit's due. I thought it was very cool of her to wear that uh, the uh, Indigenous Peoples orange shirt for the Can- Canadian First Peoples in I believe they're in Edmonton or were they in Winnipeg? They were in Winnipeg. Uh, at SmackDown, yeah, I thought that was very that was very cool. I thought that was a neat political statement. Uh, stuff like that is very near and dear to my heart. It's what I do for a living, and so I want to give her credit where credit is due. And there, Spence, credit. you're right, and she is just a. I think she, that she should just break somebody's fucking arm. Yeah, um, and, and just <laughs> you know, just keeping that tradition proud. Um, she <laughs> should break Liv Morgan's arm. Um, is what I believe. I don't love Liv Morgan. Uh, Mr. Rizzo, you're going to school us on this, I'm sure. I don't want to talk about it too long, but um, I th- I said it last week. If uh, if Ronda Rousey loses to Liv Morgan, I'm going to stop watching SmackDown for a month. Okay. Anybody else got predictions on the match before I, before All I I'm say g- something? I'm going to say to play devil's advocate there, CJ, that if – she, if Liv wins clean, there's no better way to cement her as a real champion and not nope. just a fluke than to do it. Listen, I, I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm playing devil's advocate here, but her beating Ronda Rousey is a way to be like, oh, look, she it's is. It's an extreme rules match. Yeah. It is an extreme rules match. Yeah, so no, for her to win. Shenanigans, shenanigans, I don't care. If she wins, if she retains the belt, I'm done. We she got doesn't TV deserve TV. it. I just want to see some offense out of her. If she okay. can go for like 25 minutes in a wrest- in a legit wrestling match, that's all I'm asking for. Gotcha. So, okay. So I'm going to, for for what you guys, for the storyline wise, you just don't want to see the, the baby face overcome. You want to see, you want to see her get her ass beat. You're just kind of done with no, her. No, I, I want to see the legitimate, like actual fighter beat the person that's, yeah, I got you. No, no, I'm agree. That's kind of what I'm saying. I just meant like I'm kind of on board with that. I'm kind of want to see something different. I I don't want to see this anymore. I I would like to see live or get her get even more beat up than she has last couple weeks. Um, but with even with the weapons, just completely get destroyed by Ronda, and we have like a super strong title reign with Ronda for a minute. Regardless I'm wondering. Of that, we had talked about last week a little bit on what I thought may have even been like semantics about talking about what I thought someone questioned to be a good wrestler. And I didn't think that myself, who's never wrestled, who's never went to school wrestling, 
was qualified enough to say someone wasn't a good wrestler, but you don't like your segments, you don't like the promos, you don't like whatever. That's all. That's great. The reason I was thinking that is because I just thought I was being po- more positive, and I thought you want to get more feedback from people on positivity than negativity. Like you catch more flies with honey than you do with shit. But I'm going to test that theory because I believe I'm in the minority in this one, actually. And I want to hear from the fans. I want to hear from you guys listening to the show and Hell tell yeah. us how you feel, what you think at honkifyouloverestling at gmail.com and tell us what you think. Like, like I said, I actually think I might be in the minority of just where we're at on this one. And I want to hear you people tell us where we're at. And uh, yeah. it, see where we I go. Th- to and be please, fair, just so a I've sanity been... check. Let me know that I'm not going crazy. Okay? <laughs> Tell me no, how much you hate live as well, because I want to hear it. I've already You're gotten the... a bunch of texts, uh, not uh, emails, but texts blowing up right now. Everybody angry listeners. <laughs> yeah, angry <laughs> listeners that are like, I'm going to send an email. And I'm like, well, Ryan Shoemaker, Dan Sterlace, you motherfuckers. Yeah, keep on talking your shit. We'll get to it on our podcast. All oh, right. yes. I want to hear back from the from the millions. We're not going to reference them until they no, you were email supposed to us. Say and, you couldn't give me an and millions real quick? I mean, we heard it from Daddy Adam. Edi- we're editing it in. Well, I mean. Oh, okay. Well, I just yeah. thought you guys were going to give it and to me. All millions. right. Thank you. Thank you. There you go. And my millions. Bad. My bad. So, yeah, we got through two of the matches on Extreme Rules. Did you guys just want to plow through the card real quick, or what would you want to do? I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, we got it's, there's it's, still it's like pretty... six matches in the card, I think. So let's yeah, we, we got Liv Morgan versus Rousey. We talked about that. We got Matt we Riddle went versus with Ronda, right? Oh no, yeah. no, no! You went or, or Spence? You went with uh, you went with uh, Liv, correct? Uh, yeah, I think I think Liv's gonna win, and I think that's gonna be the thing that cements her on a longer run with the belt. She oh, either... we're gonna love talking about that. So yeah, that's what we got for this group. What and, else uh, did we? And then Seth Rollins, did we all pick? I pick Rollins through chicanery. I just I think they're all gonna have fun. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, the, extreme, the real extreme rules are the friends we make along the way. So exactly. Riddle is a master at these kinds of matches. Mm-hmm. He well, likes to be in a pit with men. Yes. Anyway, um, Bianca Belair versus, uh, you know, uh, sorry, uh, versus Bailey. Um, do you guys really care? It's a, it's just well, kind of. I do want to ask about that match. match. I'm confused about how it's booked. Is it a one-on-one match or is it a like everyone for themselves with? It's a, it's, it's, a one-on-one. it's one-on-one ladder match, but, but they have in their it's kind of like no. a lumberjill. No, yeah, no, no. I mean it's going to be. They're Bailey all going to be said there. it during a promo that it was going to be a one v one match at Extreme Rules. She sure, made that. She looked at the camera and said, "I'll do this solid for you, but you're going to feel sorry when I beat your ass by them. myself." Like well, if anyway, you look that, up that, the that's card, not book with them. That's the only reason I ask. You guys don't foresee that as the main event, though, right? No, I think the main event is going to be either the Rollins. McIntyre? Oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah, maybe the strap match, or it's going to be we'll, the, I, the I Quit match. Yeah, it's, oh, it's going to be I one quit of the other. Match. That's oh, right. The I Quit match between Edge and Finn. Yeah. Do you guys think the, uh, the, the, the Good Brothers are going to make a comeback? I just want to say one thing about Edge. For someone who's trying to end the Judgment Day, he sure sucks at it. Yeah, well, <laughs> listen... 
Beth is going to be real upset if he gets hurt in this match. <laughs> it sucks. It's going to be another Tom versus Giselle. Forget it. I didn't mean oh, to go there. Oh, oh. Uh, yeah, my bad. Um, oh, hey, it, it may, maybe maybe uh, Edge will go the Cole Beasley route and retire so he can be a good dad. The only guys, shot that Cole Beasley will take is a shot at being a good father. Do you guys see AJ coming back in this match and helping Finn Balor? He's an old friend, Bullet Club. Mm. He didn't put his head through a fucking chair. What do you guys think? <laughs> I think AJ just wants to get out. I I could see him helping Edge. I could see him being the one that causes. I, although at the same time, from what I've seen, the Judgment Day, the Judgment Day. I, I don't want to see. I feel like it's too early to break up the Judgment Day, especially since you already broke same. Edge off of the Judgment Day. They've already had yeah. a major transition. We don't want to make this like the she, the original version of the Shield that got broken up way too early. Well, another group that's not going to break up right away: Brawling Brutes. You know they got a match. They're going to fight. It's the same shit over and over again. They're going to take on um, Imperium, which mm-hmm. is going to be a banger. Like They it's, don't have it's, it's, it's frustrating. It's, it's frustrating because Loser they have the best wait. wrestlers in the Loser world, but they don't. Wait. Wait. I know. I miss the, I'm only I miss, saying that because the bros showed up wait. on NXT. Wait, what? Oh, he showed up on NXT? <gasps> the Bruiserweights, I'm sorry, not the Bruiserweights, the Brawling Brutes showed up the challenge pretty deadly on NXT. And even though I watched uh, one hour and 50 minutes of the show, I didn't finish the main event. So I'm assuming that the Brawling Brutes did not win the titles because they, they have another match on Saturday. <laughs> but yes. I was fired up for the match before it happened, and I haven't watched it yet because – Butch just doesn't stop, and the whole crowd cheered for the bruiser weight. So they were—I don't know. We'll see. Maybe, maybe we'll see. It. And know. like at the end of the day, the big match might be the Karrion Cross versus Drew McIntyre strap match. Um, I think a lot of people are seeing or expecting uh, the lights go out and Drew McIntyre to be lashed to Bray Wyatt. Well, I just—well, uh, I don't want to cut that you would off. Be cool. but- we were just talking about not being done or being done with the White Rabbit and then saying we're not really sure what the main event is. The main event has to be the White Rabbit somehow factoring in, and we're just going to only talk yeah. about that, right? But what event is that? No, I don't know. No, no. I, I don't even – I'm not even saying that it ends the show. I guess I'm just trying to say, like, maybe the way that the, they're, they're, they're planning the card is – Nothing is really mattering of the main event because that's going to steal the talking point of the show. I, exactly. I'm guessing. I'm just yeah. Sure. I get I get what you're saying. Yeah. Everything's going to be even on the card. Nothing's main eventing because so and so's showing up. And don't it's, worry, you're it's not the same reason about anyway. It's the same reason that we didn't know that the Joker was MJF officially until the end of All Out because yep. the minute MJF shows back up, that's all anyone's talking. About. God and then damn, Punk we're gets talking mad about- and starts a fight and throws everything away. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we're talking about AEW right now. Let's talk about that MGF banger to start that show. Banger. Oh, after a banger, banger, huh? I mean, that man, that man. Um, excuse me. Oh, excuse me. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Right there. Sh- uh, shoosh, please. <laughs> shoosh. Thank you. Um, we call them honkers here? Yeah. Not bangers. Bangers is gimmick infringement. These are honkers. And I was repeating the bruiser you gave me we were shit just talking about. We're three honking this segment. I'm saying it's a it's a honker. I'm not saying it's the three That's honker. three honks. 
Oh, oh man, a three or more. Okay, so it, it was a he one honker. It was a one honker. For I mean, me. I don't know. I looked at Mister Rizzo. Have we updated it? Is it like do we have a hundred honks now? Do we have a gradient <laughs> scale? I, I watched I, so much wrestling. I tried to watch AEW today as a fan. I had a drink. I wasn't really paying enough attention to rate the matches. I will go back later and rate them, and we will have a discussion at a later time. Well, what do you feel news. about MJF? MJF is great. He's the salt of the earth. He's better than you, and you know it. Can we talk about the end of that match, though? Because I think something really interesting happened at the end of that match. Yes, that is the talking point. Wait, 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 wait. The match with Wheeler Yuta, which, I don't know, reestablished MJF as a fucking legitimate wrestler. The guy got back in the ring, and he put on a match against Wheeler. Someone, someone online during that match, uh, I forget who it was. One of the in, one of the talking heads mentioned, like, if you were fantasy drafting a wrestling roster right now, there's no sane mind in the world that could convince me that MJF isn't your number one overall pick. I, I know, know. Gonna say, I know you. Listen, I know you. Your salary cap. I know you're going to say people are going to say Roman, but Roman's 37 years old and he's a part timer right now. MJF no, is the guy. A money you thing. Build. You build a company about around, and, and I'm Roman sorry, is the, the guy Favre didn't have wrestlers. The dude, uh, he's the Brad Favre. He's yeah. he's stealing. He's stealing Aaron, welfare money to build a volleyball court. Aaron Rodgers, we'll say. Oh, okay. Either way, he's old. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but no, I think MJF is. There's nobody hotter than him. You're right. He, like, pound for pound, I think he's the best wrestler, the best overall wrestler out there right now. And I know hey, you're saying, hey, hey, I know I mentioned Sami Zayn was my favorite right now, but MJF is the guy you want to build a company around. I think Spence, they're, Spence, yeah. let me ask you one question. Mm-hmm. What? If, if uh, a wrestler came out and challenged Roman Reigns, I mean, who do you think could actually beat him on the WWE roster right now? Nobody. Uh, Nobody. Uh, excuse me. There's a young, uh, there's some adrenaline in my there's some adrenaline in uh, my yeah, soul. He's, I think he's Roman yep, didn't sure. beat by Cody Rhodes. Yeah, he's hurt. He's hurt right now. <laughs> okay. And, okay. You might, so. When the like right he, when the American roller coaster is back, <laughs> maybe. Hey, I'm but still I'm still throwing if, in KO. If there was a WrestleMania or a Royal Rumble yeah. pop for MJF. Holy shit! Be the biggest thing in professional wrestling. Oh, it it would be. I listen. I don't think he's leaving AEW anytime soon. He I should. mean, obviously he, he's under contract till twenty twenty four. The bidding war. For the bidding war will begin. Yada yada. Blah blah blah. But yeah, I don't it's just think the heel thing. I don't think you do that kind of you do that kind of walk away and don't come back thing. Even if there was a, a contract thing, and I know all that stuff is rumored, and I don't really feel like getting into it, but there's no way anyone's letting you get a pay bump without signing an extension. Like, I there still think you're getting worked on that, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that, that's a whole other can of worms. Um, but what I'm saying is saying MGF is... I like pound worms. Pound. Worms. Uh, I think he's pound for pound the best wrestler on AEW, but the thing I wanted to bring up is at the end of that match, he went to shake Wheeler Yuta's hand, the firm stopped him, Yep. Everyone thought coming out of All Out, part of the fallout from All Out, the question was, is are they going to turn MJF face to be the face of AEW? And my question is, did that start to happen tonight in the in the smallest of modicums yes. right now? Did yes. he start to turn somewhat face? Yes. It gives I him the ability yes, 100 to... million percent! <laughs> it gives them the opportunity to do whatever they want with him. Mm-hmm. I mean... 
he came out in Buffalo with a Josh Allen jersey, and we all knew he was a heel, but we still rooted for him. We love this man, and mm-hmm. he's a true heel, but we're smarks. We're smart marks. We love this man. Marks? Smart I'm going mar- to try to go this a different way, and my, my opinion isn't completely formulated yet. I think that MJF might be someone who's unable to lead. Um, he has multiple groups that he hasn't been able to hold together that have fractured underneath him. And this just might be an early sign of one that he's supposed to be paying for when he needs them. And like you said, he complained earlier. He was like, hey, this isn't what I wanted. This is what's going on. And he feels guilty about it. And maybe they're doing a baby face turn with him for everyone else. But I'm just – he's got to get fed up and take more of a control. It's like, this is it. I don't need anybody else. I need to be hardcore on myself. F everyone. I can't win the title with a group anyway. I need to do everything by myself. Because as soon as he wins the title, what does he need those guys for anyway? I mean, I think that that's a smart thing that they've done. Instead of making the firm MJF's group, it's Stokely Hathaway's that he has hired. So you are right. Once he wins the title, he doesn't need them anymore. So that contract null and void, that group can still exist. It's not like the pinnacle... Or anything like that. Although the I guess still exists. I was going to say the pinnacle early. still does kind of exist because FTR and Wardlow are calling exactly, themselves part of it. and mm-hmm. that happened later on during the TNT match. Yeah. So, hmm. but yeah. So it, this honked. Uh, you said you wanted to talk about the after part there. Well, that's what I meant. Him trying to shake uh, Wheeler's hand and the firm kind of getting in. I think that really William like, Regal with brass knucks, though. That oh, was well. Listen. <laughs> William Ooh. Regal, I'm, I don't know how, how much you guys listen to, to the commentary. Mm-hmm. William Regal called himself a, uh, oh, what was the word he used? Like, like PV, uh, something, something proper, proper good villain or something like that. And I, I want to buy a shirt with it on. And I wish I remembered what the, the acronym was. Was it but, during the episode? Yeah, it was during, it was during his commentary with uh, gotcha. his, his crush. I, I miss. Yeah, I was gonna say, did he hit on Excalibur? This. I mean, I'm yeah, sure he called him a little, a little not? slice of cheesecake or something like that. Delicious, <laughs> scrumptious little cupcake. Oh, look at you under that mask, Ma- Matt mask, you beautiful hostess, ho ho, you. <laughs> he got, he got real into it last week. It was like, calm down. It's, it's like the most beautiful and pure thing, but also really insidious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it makes me feel uncomfortable a little bit. William it's Regal. one of those things that if, if any allegations come out about William Regal, and I don't think there are, and I don't, I, I pray that there's not, in retrospect, this is going to be real gross. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be real crazy. <laughs> but what else on Dynamite, guys? I mean, after that, after that... Uh... We had the TNT Championship match. Yeah. 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 Wardlow versus Brian Cage. I loved it. I thought... <laughs> I quoted... Was- Saying two big dudes shouldn't have this good of a match. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't. They're so big, and they did so many things. Big boy slapping like, me. For instance, I, I, I noted Cage trying to do a six one nine, but I don't think he's used to being handled the way Warlow does. <laughs> sure, <laughs> he just caught sure. him, grabbed him, and then tossed. Or no, he power bombed him. It was, it was a hefty one too. I was like, man, I could have broke the ring. <laughs> My problem is like the TNT title right now. It just feels like it's in a flux. It's in a state of, um, hey, it's just Wardlow hanging on to it. A guy like Brian Cage, sure, maybe he yeah. could challenge for it. Did you guys? I say mean, Ashley I think Fox. What? Oh no, you said never mind. I thought I heard someone say 
Alicia Fox. But no, that's not what you said. Well, we all love you Alicia said, Fox. You said in a flux. You said in a flux. She's kind that's of in a flux. She's kind of over the she the just Mendoza diagonal, if you know that's what I mean. No, wait, hold about. on. Let's all stop. Alicia Fox, what's up? Send us merch. <laughs> also, hey, she just got engaged. So that's what I was saying. Alicia no! Fox. <laughs> yeah, that's why I thought you brought up. Yeah. I heard Fox and, I, and then Fox, and yeah, we're all, we're, sorry, buddy. She's in the Florida area. Fuck me. <laughs> no, man, right. she's engaged. Whatever. Uh, she can't do that no more. <laughs> I'm just not happy. Well, to, to ease your sorrow, this TNT match honked. Whew. Yeah, it was a good match. I gave, it a, I gave it at least three honks for three power bombs that we got out of the symphony on this one. Jesus Christ, you guys are your honks. Right, whatever. <laughs> it's not whatever. you guys in the honks. There's only one guy rating the matches. You lately. gave a Liv Morgan versus Lacey Evans match a two honker. I'm done that's with y'all. That's one match I said that's in the give last it two hour. Honks, I haven't rated any of the matches. That's all I'm saying. It, it's just TBZ that's giving the honk ratings right now. It's all I was pointing out. It was a good match. I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna say it's a three honker. I I'd say it honked. It gives the extra honk for the symphony. I didn't expect him to do that with Cage. Someone of that size. I was like, are we we building to him putting the symphony on uh, Satnam Singh? Bro, if ever there was a pairing that could do, could break the ring. Could break the ring. (laughs) That's the match. Yeah, AEW hasn't broken their ring. They haven't yet. Any of those moves. we, We could... AEW is primed for that to happen. Mm-hmm. Maybe get Paul White in there. I don't know. Ooh, thinking of big boys. They were talking. There was an interview or something this week where Tony Khan said, "Look, I do want to do more with with Paul White. He's just been injured and stuff like that. So hopefully we can get him back in there." So yeah. yeah. After the match, though, we did mention that uh, we had the uh, the pinnacle come back because there mm. was some kerfuffle after the state after uh, the match. Um. It was, uh, who came out with uh, Cage? Totally His managing. entourage. Oh, they like, yeah, just sorry. started beating, started taking it to Wardlow, and then all of a sudden uh, FTR comes out, Samoa Joe. Because uh, who else was going to They also pointed out no out? handshake. They kept doing this like, oh, look at the honor between these two contestants. It's like, every match isn't a Ring of Honor match. Like, what's going on, AEW? It is the Ring of Honor. That was kind of the thing. And So I Wardlow and Cage we were, were Ring of Honor? What was that? Wardlow Cage. and Cage were Ring of Honor. Cage is Ring of Honor. Cage I, I and say, the other yeah. guys are Ring. The guys that came out with them—that's all Ring of Honor. So right, if an right. AEW so, guy so, wrestles a Ring of Honor guy, it's a Ring of Honor match, and they're forced to adhere to these yeah. rules. Listen no. until Jer- until Jericho tears it all down. Yeah, that's, that's why he's, that's why he's doing on this Jericho's side. Yeah, <laughs> fuck this. You're not obligated for anything unless it's a sanctioned Ring of Honor match. That's what it is. If you're in with the Ring of Honor guy, it's a sanctioned Ring of Honor. That's what they're telling you for for the belt. Sorry, I, for I all misspoke. every match. That's how the that's how the, the 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 promotion goes, and it doesn't work unless there's a guy like Jericho. Who says, like you say, screw this. I'm not shaking anyone's hand. That's what makes the thing work. I'm saying I'm on Jericho. Jericho's making a lot of sense is what I'm saying. Oh, guys, you guys are so, oh, my God. That's the entire Ring of Honor thing. I'm not a Ring of Honor guy. It's just, it's, whatever. The main issue right now, especially with AEW, is the fact that I think, 
I think there are people who believe AEW's roster is already large, and there's a bunch of guys from Ring of Honor who are also on the show because they don't have a TV deal, and we just know, need to separate them a little bit. Nobody cares. Well, nobody I think part of the issue to talk about the TV deal, Rizzo. I think part of the issue right now is I believe Tony Khan was banking when he bought Ring of Honor that his existing relationship with Warner Brothers, TNT, TBS, and HBO, and things like that was going to give him a place to put Ring of Honor on one of those networks, whether it was right on HBO Max or something like that. This whole, I don't know how much you've been following along, but the whole merger between Discovery and Warner Brothers where they're just slashing costs, I think threw a huge wrench into that. And now he's kind of stuck with two rosters and doesn't have anywhere to put them. So it's kind of merging and things like that. I honestly, I think the long-term play is going to be Rampage turns into Ring of Honor and you get Dynamite on Wednesdays, Ring of Honor on Fridays. Maybe there's some crossover and then you can do little brand split things. But right now I think he's kind of like up shit creek because he bought this thing, thought he had a plan in place, and then suddenly the ownership of the company that he was planning on selling it to went went topside. Yeah, we'll see if anything changes with Jericho as the champion. And yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Up next, we had that trios match where favorite wrestler had quite a hell of a spot. It was a six woman tag match with Tony, uh, Tony Storm, Athena, Willow versus Penelope, mm-hmm. Deeb, and Hater. Willow Nightingale is everything everyone hoped Athena would be. Willow Nightingale is charismatic, Sigh. fun to watch, yeah, good in the ring. Yeah, but can she build? Her. Can she build her own wings though? Oh, you know what? She doesn't have those maker skills. You're right. She does not. No, you know what? That's uh, a deal sorry. breaker. You know what, Spence? And once again, I apologize. I hate to admit it, but you hit the nail on the head. Willow Nightingale is probably everything that everybody wanted Athena to be. Mm-hmm. She's just she doesn't have the rap. She doesn't have the name, but she's doing everything that everyone wanted Athena to do. And in a post-Fallout from All Out world, isn't it better to show that spotlight on a homegrown AEW's own women's participant and not a WWE cast-off? I don't love Willow Nightingale. You guys are going to hate on me for this. But... Uh-oh. Yep. I... <laughs> Her personality reminds me of a trait I don't like in people. Where it's they're too bubbly, yeah, and it's just it's off putting to me. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just a tiny bit. It's just like ha. Ah. It gets you know, me you're just like ah. I don't yeah. know if I could, should keep laughing. A character, so that's kind of how I think it is. I, I just saying I could understand someone's discourse. I'm playing devil's advocate, being like no, I get it, like it. Mm-hmm. And it's so, but she's I think developing like like you said, like uh, she's kind of like Athena, but Athena's had like 12 years in the wrestling business. Willow Nightingale is new. She's developing mm-hmm. her personality. So as much as I might dislike her, um, yeah, you guys are absolutely right. She's kind of like a new wave of wrestling. And, and also, like storyline-wise, if she is that bubbly, like, everything's great kind of attitude and things like that, it gives you more opportunity to be like, oh, shit, Willow just got real serious right here, so you know that she's about to do X, Y, and Z, you know? Yes, storyline-wise, that'll be great. Mm-hmm. If sure. they do it properly. They have to do it properly. But man, this match was great. I gave it at least two honks. I, uh, there were just a lot of different cool stuff uh, between Athena and uh, Penelope. They had several awesome shots. Everybody was on one. Like 
everybody had the proper momentum and nobody kind of there wasn't like people missing moves and stuff like that. They were just one right after the other. They were back and forth. It was great. I know that that segment last week with Soraya saying like, we're going to change the women's whatever got a lot of flack because yeah, it was a weird segment and whatnot. But if, if this new wave of AEW women's matches are these things like that lumberjack match last week was a pretty fun match. All, all things considered this match seems like it ruled. Uh, I'm excited to watch it because I, this is about where I had to tap out today. I think it's, it's ultimately for the better to have, you know, some new, new blood in there coming up with ideas and spitting things out. And it sounds like someone like Soraya may, I don't know how much, how much of the shots she's calling, but it sounds like she's got Tony's ear. And so it seems like it's, it's pushing it into a better direction. If she continues to like manage and even get in the ring a little bit, it's bringing a new spark to the women's division. Um, it's just, it's not just Tony and Jade anymore. Like Soraya brings a spark. So it's, it's just really good. Yeah. So that's, I'd say that's a match to watch this week on AEW. Totally. Next up, we get up to national scissoring day. Oh my and, God. Uh, I love it. It's one of those things. It's so cringy. You're just like, ugh. but I love it. <laughs> they got, Listen, they got it over on their own. Like I'll, I'll give them that. It's the chance. It's just, it's, it's uncouth. Is what mm. I is what I'm getting at. I agree, <laughs> but it's beautiful because it's just a bunch of men just taking their fingers, their twos, and yeah, exactly, just putting them right there. Uh, and they got uh, what was it? Um, I'm scissoring the microphone. <laughs> Stop doing that! It's uncomfortable D- for all of us. Daddy ass gifted the uh, claimed golden scissors. I loved uh, it. I think it was Tony Schiavone or Excalibur. That he was like, oh, he's running with scissors. You shouldn't do that. <laughs> so dumb. It's so uh, childish. It's so but great. we're missing that. But the best part of this whole segment that I liked, at least, is how they um, they had they had sneaky swerve interrupt their uh, their celebration. And um, he basically came out and challenged Billy Gunn. And uh, he had at the end of him challenging him, he holds out this rock and he's just like, because we always know rock beats scissors. And then uh, all of a sudden, smart Mark comes out. Hey, wait a minute. He's like trying to like, you know, interfere as well. He interrupts. And as he comes in, he's got a stack of papers and he goes in. As we all know, paper beats rock. And he came in and started coming at the uh, the acclaimed. And I was just like, that was clever. Well done. You know, like it, it flowed. It, it, it didn't feel like they were ham fisting this joke in there. It was just like it went with the way they were trying to tell the story. So it was neat. Um, Billy Gunn versus Swerve next week, I guess. Should be fun. That's Should a good that's a matchup we haven't seen, which is nice. You know, Right. That's what it is like. Ooh, OK, let's, let's see where this goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, then. We had a promo for Sky Blue and Madison Ray. They challenged Ty Mello and Anna Jay on Rampage. Can uh, I jump in real quick and just say how much I hate what Anna Jay's become since she joined yes. the JAS? I loved her. I loved her in the Dark Order. I thought she was fun. She's just the worst version. She's like a young Vicky Guerrero now, but it's not. It doesn't. But work. she wrestles. Like, yeah, it's it's not great because she's a good wrestler. She's fun to watch in the ring. I just hate her character now. Is it's that really, what we're supposed to do? Yeah. Are we supposed to freaking hate her? Yeah, but it's not like there's. I kind of on board with everything you're saying, but there's like, two kinds of heat. There's the yes, the I like to hate you. Yeah, but this is more. Weird. 
to me, this is more of a go away heat than a than a like I like yeah, I'm it, mad that you yeah. She didn't even look good in that hat. Uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, Jake Hager looked good in that hat. What do you think? What do you think about <laughs> Jake Hager loves that hat? Can I hear it? Can I hear that once? I like this hat. I love the hat. Just real quick on on um. Oh my god, I forgot her name now. Um, Energy uh, Tecanti. No, just the fact that Hi, she's Mella. one of the few people that I think like if she did switch back. We would just love her real quick as a baby mm-hmm. face. Like yeah. that's what I mean is weird. It's like we completely hate her as that character. Go away, heat, boo the crap out of it, and then love it when she, as soon as she goes the other way. I don't know. Uh, I could see her as more like a big show at this point, just like getting flip flopped around, like with no rhyme or reason. Yeah, we'll see uh, what they're well, like her- be on rampage, so you get to see her get flopped around there. So after that, we got uh, Hangman v. Rouge. Oh my God. Hang- Called it. This man kicked his head off. Not so literally, though. Been disqualified for using the cord again. Yeah, I guess uh, you know the default rules for AEW are no DQ outside the ring. That's what I'm accepting, at least. Roosh just grabs this man and takes some cords and puts him around his neck. It doesn't matter. And I'm super <laughs> glad they did the uh, the matador motif because Hangman won by counter larrying, uh, doing a counter lariat. <laughs> to uh, Roosh, who was doing the bull's horns, and then he got outside the ring and did the buckshot lariat to win. Yeah, at the end of the day, you're going to see Hangman win with a buckshot lariat against a guy <sighs> like Roosh. Like, it, it's, it's upsetting because Roosh is a good wrestler, but he has no storyline. He just got signed. Maybe give him a little bit more than what he has now. He's impressive, but I mean, against a guy like Hangman Page, who do you think is going to win the match? It's gonna be hangman. It's true. Yeah. I mean, also you gotta, you gotta build up hangman now because I don't think he's beaten Mox next week, uh, and so he's got to get his wins in so that it doesn't hurt as much when he loses next week. Yep. Is it is it next week or is it thirteen days? Did I hear him say thirteen oh, days? You know, it's, you, it's in Cincinnati, so it's probably not next week. You're right. Yeah, next week's Toronto. Yeah. Oh, so then two Fair weeks. Enough. Yeah. Oh, we're flying through stuff. You guys want to let me? Uh... You want me to fly through what I, a little cool stuff on NXT quickly? Because uh, I also had a fun segment that we were going to talk about, but we just like talking about wrestling, and I guess we're just going to skip it and maybe get to it next week, which probably won't happen because we're going to have so much wrestling to talk about next week too. There's so too we'll much see wrestling. what happens. It's just too much wrestling. I want to eventually talk about what, why we like and what we like about wrestling, but we're, I don't think we're going to get into that today. No, so we didn't. we're going to get to that another time. But I'm going to run through NXT in like two, three minutes tops of just like the fun stuff about it. Um, there was a new guy on commentary, I think because someone couldn't be there, um, shooed Sean, and the dude looked 12. And like he was fun in the <laughs> ring. His voice sounded like he was a professional dude doing it for like 10 years, but he looked 12 years old. That's all I'm going to say. Um, Pretty Deadly was con- had a weird segment where they dressed with powdered wigs, and they were confronted by – the brawling brutes and the bruiser rate told us Tuesday is fight night. And that was just how he set up for the whole show. So that's all he says. For that. Um, He's like Groot. He just says fight. Night. Yeah, yeah, it was just exactly. It was exactly. Um, <laughs> what do you, what do you expect of the match Rizzo? What, what do you see the outcome of that match being? <laughs> well, I think they're going to not win maybe by interference from somebody else. Um, coming, uh, getting into the ring. 
Because I don't think it's going to finish. I don't think they're going to lose clean. I don't think that's going to happen. No, fair enough. No, I don't think Pretty Deadly are going to clean. They're going to beat the Brawling Brutes. Easily. I just that's not. Gonna no, lose. it just makes know. sense. Not no. at all. So the other the other tag teams are going to come in and mess around. I, that's my guess. But I'm going to watch it as soon as we're done recording. Um, but when flying through the show real quick, Carmelo Hayes had a match which was really awesome, and the guy he wrestled against, I think, threw a couple new moves in that I hadn't seen. But after that, he was on commentary during the other matches that were going on. And he said while he was reading out some tweets, and I believe this is a quote from him, I'm going to stunt on all these hoes. And I was just <laughs> kind of kind of taken aback that he said that on TV, and I wonder how that's going to go. It's a tweet um, that we've all sent at some point in our lives. Well, no, no, he didn't. I didn't read the tweet. He just said that. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure. Like, it was weird. But, like... I was disappointed that the Chase U match wasn't better, and he lost. So hopefully that's a teachable moment. I caught um, an I caught gonna... an image of Chase U, and I think they're my favorite. They're like yeah, merch. It's, it's they just look like that creepy school thing taking over the crowd. I, I hope is with this loss, it's a it's a teachable moment. Like I said um, <laughs> last week, I talked about how. Uh, what's his name? Uh, 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 my gosh, the the the. The Don of NXT. Um, oh, my God. He got hurt in the match last week. He hurt his knee, and they put up the axe, so it, he was done. They didn't finish the match. Well, I am blanking on that name. I'm sorry, my dude. No, I, yeah, I'm, I'm oh, my God. Why am I going blank? And I'm, <laughs> it's um, all right. We'll edit it in. It doesn't matter. But <clears throat> his, his other guy that was with him, um, Channing mm-hmm. Stacks Lorenzo, uh, confronted Wesley, and they kind of used the real injury as an angle of saying, "Like, hey, you made that look like you did that on purpose." Um, so I, I don't, and it just it, it 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 worked with the way that it's kind of like a mob uh, um, mentality. You know, like, yeah, yeah. Out there. Um, they still got something going on with the triad with the guy in a red hoodie giving out smiley faces, and we don't know who it is. Yeah, it's real so weird, is- isn't it? It's kind of interesting. I don't know what's there. Um, the Grayson Waller segment is fun. It's crazy. Uh, it, it, it's something with Apollo. I know that like he got cut off a bunch, which some people in this podcast would kind of relate to in the past. That's all I'm going to say there. Um, it leads to an ambulance match, I think, with somebody. Somebody's who I don't know who's having an ambulance match. Um, oh, yeah, one of the Creed brothers and uh, – um, Duke Kemp, like, they're going to have an ambulance match. That's pretty cool. And, um, yeah, Quincy was on the show, which was kind of fun. But Brawl, or Bron Breaker uh, did a little promo and got to have a match ne- next week set up against Big Body Javi. Well, what and do you think is going on with Bron Breaker, Riz- uh, Mr. Rizzo? Like, do you think he's going to get, get called that, I, I want to get in the funny parts of Big Body Javi. He's funny. He's kind of a... I kind of like it. He's going to get his ass beat by Braun. But sure. I think what you're getting is where we're going next with Braun. I think he's going to lose yeah. the title. I think that on Halloween Havoc, he's gone. He's done with NXT. There's nothing else for him to do there, and they need him on the main roster somewhere. I, I just I, – that's my guess. That's that. I mean, it's kind of a prediction for Halloween Havoc, which is a few weeks away. But I think Dragunov's going to get the title. I think Eli Dragunov versus – it's Ela Dragonoff, JD McDonough, and 
um, breaker for the title, and I think it's going to be Dragunov. So because he didn't get the he had to give up the title with oh. his broken ankle, I believe it was. So Correct. he never yeah. lost it. So that's my guess. But that's all I had for NXT. Tried to fly through that as quick as I could, um, and now we're going to get to some long. Okay, uh, second. Hey, come on! That was that was pretty good. <laughs> I didn't talk about three or four. I didn't talk about Toxic Attraction and how Nita, Nikita Lyons is going to take over the women's division in like two years. Okay. Tope Suicida. So yes, what we got going on for your guy? What how are we doing this? Are we talking about a prediction of a, the show? What do you got or? for us, Spence? What are we supposed to look? What are we on the lookout for in the coming weeks of wrestling? I mean, I think the thing everyone's looking out for in the coming weeks of wrestling is the White Rabbit. I think that's you son of a bitch. Extreme rules. I was say Extreme Rules is this is this Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, Saturday, Saturday. Uh, this weekend. Hey, this weekend. D A Y nine. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I think we're going to get some answers, and it's going to be fun to watch. Uh, other than that, Battle of the Belts is this weekend. Uh, we're getting Trent versus Pack, which I think should be a banger. Oh, excuse me, a honker. Wow, listen to me. I wow, honker you. After, after, yeah. honker after, should be a honker. honker uh, <laughs> they co-opted it. You were right. I know. So I'm excited about that. Hmm. Excelente. What you got, TBZ? Pass. I don't know. I need to All think right. about this. I'm going to take this. I'll take this right over. Uh, I'm not confident in it, but I think Alberto Del Rio is going to make an appearance. <laughs> Aside from that, watch out from us uh, for Austin Theory. Uh, that that will he ever cash in? What is going? That's on? the thing. My, he's, you my Austin. Have... My Austin theory is that he's not going to cash in until WrestleMania. He could keep it for a while, and that's fine. But uh, that the man has the briefcase. Keep an eye out for him. He's just, yeah, he's just jobbing time. After all I'm going to say, time, but he's a champion. He's in the All Day Academy now, though. After that, after that promo that Cody Rhodes made the Raw after WrestleMania this year, where he's like, "I want to win the WWE Championship because my dad never got to do it." Blah, blah, blah. it oh, the ex- Cody it, promo that he yeah, always the Cody does. promo. It would be exquisitely funny if he finally wins it at Mania and then immediately after Austin 3 he doesn't get his moment. <laughs> I want to see them go through the, the entire year with him getting close to the next money in the bank where he doesn't cash in in time, mm-hmm. and then he might lose it without getting it correctly cashed in. But didn't they do that with Brock Lesnar a couple of years ago? Oh, oh, I don't remember this. Where he's like, uh, I don't know if I'm gonna, because that's what Brock Lesnar <laughs> yeah. like. Well, no, I think he just put it off, put it off, and then he got to do it whenever. And they did it a few months later. I mean, like, hey, uh, the next show is in a month. You only got three weeks left to cash in, or you can't, or you lose it. That kind of thing. Well, no, I want to see that. to wait a whole year with it, and I don't know. That's just nation. I want to see him get desperate and cash in on like the Intercontinental Championship. <laughs> I've got yeah, my okay. No. <laughs> What's your tope? Liv Morgan. Oh my god! Be on the lookout for Liv Morgan because she's gonna defeat Ronda Rousey, and you're gonna have to begrudgingly watch SmackDown <laughs> for his second. Have a fucking meltdown. Well, how about this? If that happens. This is what we're up doing. If Liv wins, and then you get to a point, and that happens where you don't want to watch anymore. Maybe you and the the, th- the three of us <laughs> will have some pretend. type of wager 
where if you win, then you get to pick what show you watch, and no. then we have to watch the show. All right, no, that's fine. Like I'm on a match send or us, something. Hey, listeners, send us your ideas at honkifyouloverwrestling at gmail.com. Uh, CJ, CJ, I hope you like stardom. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm just gonna pretend. I'm gonna be like, is that Rizzo's tope? He has a look for stardom. It's coming. Yeah, start to learn your Japanese wrestling. And learn how to, learn how to uh, read subtitles. I don't know. CJ has to watch all these Joshi, Joshi matches to understand what's going on. It's better than watching Liv Morgan retain. All right? I'm fucking done with that. I, Come on, I need some help, dedication. fellas. Come on, where's the love for Liv? I'm not, I need it at honkifyouloverwrestling at gmail.com. I think you were mockingly giving me the love for Liv. So I'm just, I really want the love for Liv. But my Tope Suicina Lookout Now segment, I guess I guess it's going to be the match I think we're having on SmackDown this week, which is a precursor to the match on the Extreme Rules card. But Sheamus and uh, Gunther are fighting for the title on oh, SmackDown. There's a possibility that Sheamus gets it. I mean, it might not be as brutal as the last pay-per-view, but I can see him getting it. Because it's on SmackDown and something to pop the crowd and get more people to maybe watch on Saturday. Is that so being defended at Extreme Rules? No, that's it being defended on SmackDown. It's on SmackDown, but the, with just the one-on-one. And then the three of them are having the uh, mm. Donnybrook match on Saturday. Yeah, what is that? I, it's, <laughs> I don't know. We're going to find out. I hope it's, it's better it's than a... match all over again. Yeah, it's, it's better than a ODQ with a theme. All it is is a no DQ match, which is cool because once again, Extreme uh, Extreme Rules 2021, they only had one Extreme Rules match. All of these matches are they have like the weird little, you know, uh, conditions. It just always makes me laugh when they name them like that. Everything's a stipulation match. Exactly, and a Johnny Brook match is just a no DQ match. That's it, all. It's a no DQ match with more shillelaghs than you would expect. Oh my God, shillelaghs! <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, it's just going to be, you know Can what? we get that as a sound by Shillelagh's up the ass? Up the There's going to be, it's three on three or six men just beating the crap anywhere outside the ring, but the pin has to happen in the ring. Like, yeah, no, it's going to be crazy. So, yeah, I, yeah so that, that's, uh, that's what we had a lot of wrestling. We had uh, a lot to get to for this coming week with Extreme Rules on Saturday. I also believe that Moxley, at the same time as Extreme Rules, has a match for his title at CG, uh, GCW um, against Brian against Nick Gage. So if you're hide your pizza area, cutters, so I believe that's <laughs> someone was joke. I think the the We Watch Wrestling guys was talking about like I wonder if there was a way to see the ratings of people switching off from Peacock to Fight TV at the exact moment Moxley goes on. But blah 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 blah. That's just something saying that they switch off from Peacock on Peacock. <laughs> But yes, so that's what we watched. Let's say goodbye. Anybody else got any socials to plug? Anybody get us? I know the, hey, the, the email you me at bullmoo seven one six on the Twitter. Uh, I'm also on Instagram at Mister Spencer's World. Uh, follow along. CJ, you got anything besides the email? I know TBZ. You just got the email. I try to stay off the grid. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh yeah, these yeah. Well, you were about to be off the grid completely. You were in the path of the hurricane. So maybe you should be back to the grid. So if anything happens, we can help. 
But anyway, I'll... tune in next week. <laughs> yeah. No, anyway, man, I've had my I've had my fingerprints done more than any human should in the last two weeks. I yeah. promise you that. So if you want to hit up uh, TBZ and CJ, uh, hit us up at Honk if you love wrestling at gmail.com. And if you want to hit me up directly at, at JJ Riz. And uh, yeah, keep on keeping on and see you next week. Honk.